0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX.
1: What a wonderful day!
0: This summer, one movie event will reign.
1: It is our time. To my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
0: Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
2: Hey guys, this episode of 10 Questions, Dennis Quaid, a man who has nearly 100 IMDB credits. We talked about the three separate Tom Hanks movies that he passed on being on set in the locker room of any given Sunday during the Pacino speech, playing golf with Lawrence Taylor and Jim Brown, and a very charming Lindsay Lohan story to finish things off. He was great. He brought it. Movie star Dennis Quaid,
0: right now. This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions. Fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet, 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue ducks, presenting Kyle Brandt!
2: Thank you, Bruce Buffer. You're the man. What a beautiful voice, and what a beautiful audience. Thank you for everybody for listening to 10 questions where we don't just have a conversation. We have a competition. Everybody leaves here with a the score. There are exactly 10 questions worth one point each. All of them are somehow related to the contestants. If they know them, they get the point. If they don't, they get nothing. There's a happy sound and there's a sad sound. I wonder how many of the happy sounds we'll hear today. Before we get today's contestant in here, before we get today's multi-hyphenate global superstar in here, I want this gentleman to have a little bit of context of some prior contestants, maybe some people he's heard of, and how they have fared out of 10 points. Hello, I'm Brett Favre, and I got seven out of 10. I'm Rob Gronkowski.
0: And I'm Camille Kostick, And And we we got got a 6 out of 10.
2: 10.
0: I'm Tim Robbins, and I got 7 out of 10.
2: Just saying. We got some 8s, some 7s, some 6s, some football superstars, and some actors. And today, we have a gentleman who was once a veterinarian's assistant. A gentleman who is on record that he loves watermelon. A gentleman who has starred in three films nominated for Best Picture, And a badass who has a kick-ass rock band who is coming to a town near you this fall. He does it all, including a 12-city jaunt blowing the doors off of venues. It is my pleasure to say hello, Dennis Quaid, and welcome to 10 Questions.
0: (laughs) How's it going?
2: It's going great, man. Are you ready for this? you know what you're in for?
0: I am ready for some football or anything else you want to throw at me.
2: My man, that's how I know how you go at life, and that's how you're going to go at this. Now, Dennis, 10 questions, they're going to seem a little weird, but I, my promise to you as a host is they will have something to do with you and your career. Don't worry, they do. And in case you are totally flummoxed or lost, you do have one lifeline. Our lifeline here on 10 questions is called Ask a Millennial. We have a real breathing millennial standing by to come in the room and help you out should you choose to call on them. Does that sound good? Sounds perfect. Let's go! Dennis Quaid's about to kick ass right here like he has for years and years and like he does on stage with his band. Question number one for Dennis Quaid. Dennis, your category is sitcoms. Sitcoms, okay. Question number one. What rapper was the star of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Will Smith. He says Will Smith and he says it quickly and assertively. Is he right? Yes, sir. One for one. And Dennis, you're probably thinking, why the hell is he asking me about that? Well, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you went to Bel-Air High School in Bel-Air, Texas back in the day. Do I have that right? That's correct. All right. So, Dennis, I'm looking at you and you've done so many of your own stunts. You've done so many fight scenes, such a physicality and a jocularity. Tell me that when you were roaming the halls of Bel-Air High School that you were a jock. No. No?
1: No. You didn't play sports? No, only in the movies. How come? You weren't drawn to them at all? I went to audition for the baseball team
0: and they, uh, uh, you know, the football team, I mean, and uh, they, that's kind of a rite of passage in Texas. And yeah. uh, I was too small. That's how I wound up in the drama room.
2: You know, I'm thinking it's Texas it's back in the day and you could have done baseball, uh, tennis, anything. You were drawn to the theater. That's how it works.
0: I was, that's where I wound up. Yeah. I was, uh, I was a little league. I was a, you know, I was a pitcher, a first baseman, uh, but, uh, I was on the cross country team in junior high school. Uh, I had a good pair of hands as, as a receiver, but it, I wasn't material at that time for, uh, for a high school. We we had one of the top ten ten 10 teams in the nation too.
2: Did the, uh, the theater have anything to do with, with with getting girls at all? Was that or they're just it was just your passion? That was a good
0: byproduct of it because they they and they were closer than you know just over on the sidelines.
2: Right, right. So it's basically yeah, sure that guy can throw the deep out on the football field, but I can perform the tempests, my dear. Would you like to go to homecoming? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I wound up playing a lot of athletes, you know, in, uh, later in life. Well, we'll get into
2: that because you've just been awesome at it. You know, I grew up playing sports. My son plays sports. We've seen so many of your movies. And this is a sport we're playing right now, a sport of which you are one for one. You got one point. Your second question, your category is Spanish 101. Did you take Spanish 101 at Bel Air High School? Okay, we got a thumbs up. Can we go two for two? Here's your question, Dennis. What is the Spanish word for Sunday?
0: Sunday would be domingo.
2: Sunday would be Domingo, he says so confidently. Is it Sabado or did he get it right? Is it Domingo? (laughs) Dennis, there's a chatter amongst this 10-question staff. We've never had a 10 out of 10, that you might have 10 out of 10 power. I think you would have featured that
0: in your opening. The champion would have spoken.
2: Maybe in the next episode, we'll play Dennis Quaid saying, I got a 10 out of 10. Let's find out. Why am I asking you the Spanish word for Sunday?
0: It'll cost you, but okay.
2: Yeah, we're a little early. We're getting a little big for our britches. Late 90s, I was playing college football and all of my teammates and I went to the theater to go see any given Sunday. Everyone did it. You didn't miss it. We were enthralled by it. We left wanting to hit the gym and hit our opponents. What was that shoot like for you?
0: Oh, that was it was fantastic. Uh, it was Oliver Stone. Yep. And I was really surprised. Not one injury on that. um uh, on... The entire time, even the guy who did the helicopter, which is pretty amazing. But I think it really captured the visceral experience down on the field
1: of football closer oh, yeah. than anything else. I think.
0: Yeah, you felt
2: the hits. You really did. And I'm just wondering when I'm watching it back now. All right. So the guys on this set, Pacino, LL Cool J, Jamie Foxx, Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor, uh, James Woods. Was it
0: like a locker room? Was it competitive? Were the egos just banging into each other? Uh,
1: With a few people, yeah. You know, you've (laughs) heard
0: the infamous Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J uh, fight that happened. I just missed it myself, so I I can't recount it. But uh, what I remember about that was that every morning, because Oliver Stone didn't show up for work until maybe about... 11 o'clock noon, and uh, every morning at sunrise, it would be myself, James Woods, Lawrence Taylor, and Jim Brown uh, playing golf before work.
1: <laughs> Who was the best? Defensive player
0: and the greatest offensive player, of football, uh, you know, against me and Jimmy.
2: But from what I've heard, that you were, you were at one point flirting with a scratch handicap, so they might, I don't care how many sacks LT had, you probably cleaned his clock.
0: That was a 0.
2: 0.6.
0: <laughs> Never quite made it.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So are you guys having action between holes and everything like that? Are you laying down yeah. bets on the tee box?
0: I got, it got really heated. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim Brown and I would play chess in the afternoon. So,
2: Oh, that's so cool.
0: So I, great, I think about you. you know, me, Jim Brown.
2: Yeah, I've gotten to meet him a few times, too. Total gentleman you meet him. And obviously a crazy career. And the same token, you know, Dennis, you're coming up as an actor in the seventies and the eighties. Al Pacino was looked at as as this god back then he's coming off the Godfather. I still to this day every once in a while will watch the locker room speech, you know the inch by inch, play by play. Do you remember that day on set? What was it like?
0: I do it was uh I remember him doing it about uh ninety times, actually because you know it was. Had to get everybody's reaction, and it was just, you know, every time it was riveting. I mean, Al is, is an incredible actor. As many scenes
2: as you've done in any movies you've done, you're still sitting there watching just as riveted as you were the first time in a movie that set. It was like real theater,
0: the audience member that's for sure. Watching oh, that, man.
2: even the cutaways of you, you can tell you're riveted. I mean, it's like I don't know if, if it's acting or if it just seems really authentic because you can almost see the goosebumps. It's an awesome, awesome moment. I watch it all the time.
0: Yeah, I think I've played that in every locker room before.
2: (laughs) I know. I know. I think they still do to this day. Well, on the topic of Inch by Inch, we're going to question three. And Dennis Quaid is two for two. This is going to be about the metric system. No, you're going to like this one. This is going to be your favorite one. The metric system will come later. This is called Finish This Lyric. Dennis, I'm going to play for you a song. I'm pretty sure you've heard it. You're going to hear the song. You're going to hear the lyricist. It's going to stop. And then when it stops... You just have to finish the line. You're a front man. If you know the song, I'm sure you can handle it. Are you ready?
0: I am ready. As long as this, Louie. <laughs> Alright.
2: Let's see. Let Let's see if his intuition is right. Dennis Quaid, finish this lyric.
0: Going places that I've never been, seeing things that I may never see again.
1: I can't wait to get on the
0: road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. He did it! He
1: did it! Dennis Quaid is on fire. He is three Ooh. for
2: yeah. three with the Willie. Uh, Dennis, I know you're a Willie Nelson guy. You got this band. It's coming out. Everybody, go see Dennis Quaid. DennisQuaidIsHere.com. A 12-city jaunt. What is the show like, Dennis? People have seen so many of your movies. What's your live show like on stage?
0: Uh, well, I have been with a band for the last 20 years that, that, out on the road with them. But uh, this one is going to be just me. How's that feel? It's uh, kind of scary. I mean, you get stage fright, which was really good. I, it's like stage fright is unfocused energy, which will be cool. Being a guitar and a piano, you know, doing songs uh, that have influenced me in my life. I'll be doing some Jerry Lee and you know, Johnny Cash and some uh, Van Morrison and, uh, and the, you know, people who've been influenced me. And then I have originals too.
2: So it's a total mix because you'll, you'll do, do you do like Great Balls of Fire?
0: Uh, yes, be oh, doing Great Balls of Fire.
2: I'm wondering, Dennis, about your, your stage presence. I've not seen your show. And if I want to come see it, are you, do you have a little Willie? Are, are you Mick? Are you Jerry Lee? Are you Kanye? Who, who are you up there? What, what does it look like?
0: It's, it's all about making people uh, get up, have a good time. And uh, it's a good time. Yeah. I want everybody to have a good time. Uh-huh messing with the audience and we'll go we'll get as crazy as it takes
2: it's <laughs> crazy as it, whatever the audience wants you're prepared to deliver that's right 12 cities on stage you just heard it plays originals he plays classics uh dennis Quaid is here.com better uh natural high dennis you're in a scene with a great actor in the middle of a monologue that you're just nailing or you're on stage playing that guitar and, and it hits singing the chorus
0: Oh, I say the music thing because it's very immediate. The other place you just have, you know, uh, beer belly uh, electricians looking at you. <laughs> you always have take two. You always have take two, right? So,
2: yeah, you're pouring your heart out, and the, the guy holding the the boom mic is sitting there checking his phone with one hand, like while you're really going for it. It's not the concert. That's awesome, man. Three for three. This is we're, we're moving right along. Question number four, Dennis Quaid, your category is Final Frontier. Now, I know you built up some confidence here. It's been uh, very well-deserved. you gotten all three right. But can you tell me, Dennis Quaid, what does NASA stand for? NASA.
0: It's the National Aeronautic Space Agency.
2: He says the National Aeronautics Space Agency. Is that correct? <laughs> Not
1: right. Yes.
2: You are right on it, man. NASA is the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Administration. I'm sorry. I, I, I know you wanted it and you were dancing with it. I was, it was, I was
0: close, but you were,
2: you're right. Can we, on the topic of space, will you please indulge me? Can we please talk some inner space? Adore the film. I've showed it to my kids. Uh my wife loves it. You're back in the 80s. There's a script where Dennis, we're gonna miniaturize you and we're gonna insert you uh into Martin Short's bloodstream, and it's gonna be Absolutely. a hell of a time. And you read that, you say, I'm in.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was a little bitty capsule for the entire time I had a had a mic, uh, a speaker in my ear and a and a microphone so I could talk to. Marty while he was doing the scene, it was, it was an easy job. It was great.
2: See, it's funny. It's an easy job. You got to just sit around and talk to him over and over. It wasn't a ton of scenes outside of that. Did you have fun making it? Or was it a pain in the ass because you're all cooped up.
0: That was that was a blast. Marty and I would, you know, in between shots, would sit in the trailers and riff. He's a very funny,
1: very intelligent human yeah. being.
2: Sweet guy too, right? I mean, people love Martin Short. Yeah. So you've said before, and which I respect, you've said I've made so many films at this point that if they're on TV or something, I don't stop and watch them just because there's been so much work. Is there a scale in that, like when you're more likely to watch? Because everybody stops on interspace. Space. It's been on TV for years. If Interspace comes on, you put the remote down and you're like, God damn, I love this movie. Would you stop and watch Interspace? Space? Yeah, I stop and watch a little bit
0: of it if it's, if it's there, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, a couple other movies, the right stuff, whatever. Just a, it's funny how, like, I look at my movies and I have no memory of <laughs> making particular scenes. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I just remember the time I had when I was me- uh, making them.
2: Like, I remember the, the first time I ever saw you in any movie ever was Enemy Mine. And I probably saw it and I was a little too young and it freaked me out, but it made an impression on I me. Mean, I thought it was a badass movie in the, in the two of you guys, right? I mean, would you stop and watch that? But
0: if it out. <laughs> yeah, the, Lou Gossett was doing a Lou Gossett impression that is really good you had to like gargle and talk at the same time
2: <laughs> would, would, you, would you and Lou Gossett sit around like you and Marty Short and, and like shoot the shit between scenes <laughs> he had
0: like he had like uh, six hours of makeup every day Yeah, so it was tough for him
2: See, here's the problem with the goddamn Zoom connection. I don't know if you're doing a killer Lou Gossett impression or if your thing is starting to buffer. That's how good it was. Oh,
1: that's
2: great. That's great. We're doing Enemy Mine 2, all 35 some years later. All right, Dennis, you are kicking ass. You are three out of four as we made the halfway part. Everybody go to com because right. this tour is going to blow the doors off, like I said. Question number five, Dennis, your category is desserts. Traditional British baked pudding is known as spotted what?
1: Mm.
2: Spotted. British baked pudding, it's spotted what? It's a dessert. And you do have the lifeline if you feel like a millennial that might know this.
0: Something like that, but it's just, just spotted. Spotted. Uh. I say spotted quail.
2: Spotted quail. Is there a British dessert known as spotted quail? Unfortunately it's not right. Like, and I think
1: you're gonna know this.
2: The dessert is called spotted
0: dick. Oh no. Ever had it? No. Never had that ale, but no. <laughs> it does. It sounds like you go to the the urologist
2: with a bad case of it. Why am I asking you about that? Why in God's name? Because I have a great affection for Dick Vermeil. Uh, love yes. the man, watched him for years, the legendary coach of the Eagles and the Rams. Uh, you played Dick Vermeil in American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. I know Kurt a little bit. We worked together We're colleagues at the NFL and I texted him before he said, he said, oh yeah, I got, to, I got to meet Dennis on set. He was so cool, total pro. You've done a lot of sports movies. This one feels different. What was it like?
0: Uh it was a really great experience being a, a Kurt was on the set uh every day and he's such a I
1: don't think
0: the guy has changed, you know, he still retains his uh, humility and uh, uh he's a great family man. He's I mean, what a story. I mean it's the story of stories, isn't it? And he was stocking shelves at a grocery store at the beginning of the season, then he wins up winds up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, who does that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, it's just an amazing story. And I played Dick Vermeil, who was his coach at the time. And uh, just so happens that one of my best friends and golf buddies, Greg Kinnear, played Dick Vermeil too, uh, in the Mark uh, uh, Wahlberg movie. And yeah. uh, so I like to say that I'm playing Greg Kinnear playing Dick Vermeil Because <laughs> <laughs> we would do Dick Vermeil while we were playing golf. It was, it was
2: fun. So you and Kinnear are out in some some beautiful golf course. You're making the turn, and you're just doing Vermeil content. Vermeil content. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome because that does like from a fan's perspective, he got to play this sort of young, hungry, eager yes. Eagles Vermeil, and yeah. you got the later in life. Like Dip Vermeil is known for a lot of things. One of them, though, is being very emotional.
0: Yes, it became more emotional <laughs> as time went by. I think I think the older Vermeil is more interesting
2: actually. I think so too. I mean, I, we all remember sports fans when, when Trent Green blows his knee out and Vermeil makes that speech and I, don't, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if it's in it, but he has the press conference and says we will yeah. rally around Kurt Warner.
0: Kurt Warner.
2: Do you just jump into the Dick Vermeil voice? Like, do you have a persona that you do?
0: Uh, it's, it's funny. I can't just jump into him mm-hmm. uh, because he's, he's, uh some people you yeah, can like the killer uh jerry lee you can and uh, a couple other characters you can but dick Vermeil's is a little different because you got to be in that place
1: uh-huh that mental place
2: so what if it what if instead of dick Vermeil saying we would rally around kurt warner it was jerry lee lewis how would that sound we will
0: rally around kurt warner
2: <laughs> <laughs> what if it was lou gossett jr from enemy Mine? What if it was wider?
1: Uh, well, I don't know about wider, but uh, Doc Holliday said we would rally around third war. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's good. Quaid's great. I can't wait to see the movie. I know you're going to kill it. I know there'll be an emotional scene and you'll be all over it. You are three out of five here as we make our own turn as we go to question number six. All right, Dennis, your, ca- your six category is rivalries. This multiple choice, so you got good odds here. You once described your competition with Kevin Costner as what? A, healthy? B, unspoken? Or C, respectful? Healthy, unspoken, respectful.
1: Hmm,
0: I would say unspoken.
2: Wade says unspoken. Does he know his own quote? 10 questions, gods. Is it unspoken with Kevin Costner?
1: Yeah.
0: Why'd you pick that? Because I couldn't remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just guessed.
2: (laughs) We have all kinds of news, Dennis. You just got to four out of six, which means you passed Steve Smith Sr. for the lowest score of all time. You got a three out of 10. You will not have the lowest score. Let's settle something right now. There's a lot of debates. I work in the sports world about the king of the sports movie. And Costner gets a lot of love. Dennis, you have done at least 14 sports movies. You've got this movie, The Hill. You've got The Underdog. You, 14. You played quarterbacks. You played surfers. played all of it. Can we settle this now? Are you the king of the sports movie? Oh, of course.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Why? But maybe the emperor of sports. <laughs> A malevolent emperor. A lot of different sports too, as well: baseball and football, golf, track, yeah, a cycling. More
2: diverse than Costner, who just rolls out with a baseball movie every five minutes, and you know has a cycling
0: movie. He did. uh, He did a cycling movie. A couple of baseball movies. Really incredible baseball movies.
2: Oh, great movies! I I think it. And maybe we can settle on this. Costner is definitely has some home runs. Like give, he, he's great. He's got some home runs. I think Quaid has more hits and doubles. Like I see him maybe as the Hank Aaron. I think you're the Pete Rose. Okay. Fair.
0: I, I, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. I
2: think it's great and with the gambling too. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> so I think we're talking to the King as long as we're on the topic of Costner rivalries, whatnot there's so many amazing accomplished peers that over the years come and go in movies and other movies. I'm going to throw out a name and just, does it resonate with you as friend competition? What comes to mind? Um, we talked Costner, Kurt
1: Russell, Kurt Russell, uh fellow pilot. Mm. Um, On that same topic, John Travolta. Travolta fellow pilot. Do you, do you compete for roles with those guys still? Did you
0: years ago? I have no. <laughs> I used to have an idea, but you don't have an idea anymore. I guess you get older, the roles become more diverse or whatever. Uh, I don't know, to tell you the truth. Everybody's got to get their own self-perpetuating
1: thing going on now.
2: Oh, for sure. Well, the self-perpetuating, how about this name? Um,
1: Clooney. Clooney. uh, Great guy. Mm -hmm. Funny guy. Yeah. I'll give you one more pilot. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Uh I'm his little brother. How come? Because people accuse me of being Harrison Ford a lot. They do? Yes, they do. Um, amused or take offense? Oh well, I'm definitely amused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he he's a he's a great person.
2: Agreed. Um I think that you are the king. I just want that on record. I think you are the hit king. And the movies just keep on coming. If there's a sports movie with Dennis Quaid in, it's going to kick ass. In the meantime, we're going to question seven. You are four out of six. We only have four questions left. Remember, everybody, Dennis Quaid, go to DennisQuaidIsHere.com to see him rock like he is doing at 10 questions right now. Your category for question seven, Dennis, let's pile up the score here. Let's start making birdies down the back nine. Uh, Your category is pro wrestling. Your question late pro wrestler's real name is Randy Poffo. Randy who? Randy Poffo. P-O-F-F-O. That's his real name. I'm looking for the wrestler's name. A late, iconic, professional wrestler was Randy Poffo was his real name. And you have the lifeline if you want it. Uh...
0: Its first name is Randy. Okay. Uh, 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 really mm.
2: What do you think? Mm. Do, do you think a millennial would know?
0: No, I don't think a millennial would know. <laughs> what do those people know about anything anyway? <laughs> this, uh, this millennial happens to be Google. No,
2: it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. Who's Randy Poffo? What wrestler is that? Popo. Poffo, Poffo, P O F F O. Um, hmm. I guarantee you've heard of this guy. I know, I've heard. Of yeah, you know him. He's a legend. Yeah, might might have even met him. Everybody listening at home is screaming at their phone. How do you not know Randy Poffo? Right there, it is. Right there. <laughs> uh, um, you can give me an answer. You can punt, you can go Lifeline, or just... I'm going to punt for this. All it's right. Okay, he punts. I cannot accept that. Dennis Quaid. Randy Poffo, better known as Randy the Macho Man Savage.
1: Oh, yeah. Randy, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> missed.
2: Remember Randy Savage, the Macho Man, mm-hmm. Slim Jim commercials and all that? Missed We talked a lot about when you grew up in Bel Air High and everything. Dennis, everybody knows I, I, I'm your, your brother. Randy is a really well-known actor. It's why I actually Randy beloved characters, cousin Eddie, Independence Day and everything. And yet I look, you guys grew up with a, this, the sons of a realtor and an electrician. How mm-hmm. did that come to be that you have these two like wonderful,
0: brilliant actors in one house? Oh, my dad was a frustrated actor. And, uh, uh, my- uh, third cousin happens to be Gene Autry, so.
1: Oh, man. Is that true?
0: I the blood a little
1: bit, yeah. I, uh, met him at, I met him finally at the uh, Wyatt Earp premiere, in fact. And I got That's free good. Angels tickets. <laughs> That's back. huge. Yeah. So you met him at the
2: at the premiere of Wyatt Earp all those years later. You never got to meet him as a kid? You never played guitar or anything like that for you?
0: He was... He was out there in Hollywoodland. I was in Houston.
2: Right. So you uh, think that there was that creative blood in your household for you and your brother, and, and your dad was he auditioning and things like. What did he want to do? Uh, my dad was an electrician, but he was a frustrated actor. Meaning, he just, like he wanted he didn't to really do it. Know how to do it. He just,
1: yeah.
0: thought, You know, you get discovered doing that.
1: Oh, right. Right. Right.
2: Did your dad get to see your success? As he still did he pass? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Came out. Came to all my sets. Basically. You power oh, that's around.
2: awesome. That's they really click. cool. Settle there's there's a, an urban myth that floats around in the sports world about your brother Randy. That this is really strange, that he could eat an
1: apple in one bite. Have you heard this? Seen it. What does that mean? Uh, that means he keeps the doctor away, I guess. <laughs> Take me through this. What have you seen eating an apple?
2: I, I don't even know how that's physically possible.
1: Well, you mean like one bite and swallow? No. Talking about putting the whole apple in your
0: mouth and eating it? Yes, that sounds like something he would do.
2: (laughs) Really? This is as kids? Or you would do this growing up? Because people are saying, does this really happen? It's
1: online right now. Well, uh, I'm sure it's been done, by man. You really kind of have to practice in private.
0: Yeah, right? you got (laughs) to deliver if you say you're going to do it.
2: That's going to be category 10. Can Dennis Quaid eat an apple? No, we're not going to do it. We're at four out of seven with three questions left. Question number eight. You're going to love this one, Dennis. This is name the theme. We're going to play something for you. It's a television theme. Intro music, whatnot. All you have to do is say the name of the television show that corresponds with this theme, and you get another point. Here we go. Name the theme. Just a good old boy. Never made it no harm. Say it again, Dennis Quaid.
0: Oops. Hazard.
2: It is over. Oops of Hazard. That is absolutely right. Bo, Luke, and of course, Daisy. The legend goes, Dennis, that you were in the final running to be one of the Duke boys back in the day. Is that true?
0: I was, yeah, I was actually offered. Offered? Offered.
2: And you, and you turned it down.
1: I have a kind of a dim memory whether it was Bo or Luke Duke. But I, yes, I did turn it down. why did you turn it down? Because uh, the,
0: the director of Breaking Away told me to turn it down, that uh, he thought I had a career in movies. Hmm. I regretted it ever since.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you don't remember if it was Bo or Luke, but
2: do you think about the sliding doors factor, if you had taken that, where you would be today?
0: Yeah, I have from time to time. And then I go on to something else.
2: Indulge me kind of a stock actor question. You said, you said no to Dukes of Hazard. What else came to you in front of you and you said, I'm going to pass. And it came on to be something big or really beloved or successful.
1: The movie Big. In the Hanks role? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tell me. A League of Their Own. Also Tom Hanks. Yes. Are you getting a theme here? <laughs> uh,
2: um, yeah, there was this one movie, There's was a great script about this uh, FedEx guy who crashed on an island and he was just there with a volleyball. Did you pass on that too?
1: No. Sleep is in Seattle, yes.
2: All right, so Sleep is in Seattle, League of Their Own, and Big. Do you, all right, the Big one, just in, indulge me with that. The Big is kind of a really original sort of strange
1: script. Do you remember why you passed on it? Uh, I think there was, I did the, I did some other movie.
2: Uh-huh. You don't remember which? I
0: remember it nowadays. So, <laughs> <You> remember, <right? laughs> uh, I think I did the Big Easy, actually. Okay, which worked out for me. But and at the time, also there were along with Big, there was, I think, one or two other movies that had the very same story.
1: Mm.
2: And then is it a league of their own? It was, did you think it was just more sports and you didn't want to do that or you just didn't like the script or what?
0: No, that that was just like a, a stupid mistake of mine.
2: <laughs> so then you see the movie and it's
0: huge and it
2: tanks, and Madonna. and It's a big movie. Do you kick yourself? Are you pissed or are you just moving on?
0: I, I went down to the supermarket and bought 10 pounds of crow. <laughs> did you? <laughs> That's the ritual. <laughs> uh, you can only do that for so long.
2: Are there ones not that you didn't that you passed on, but that you just didn't get? Maybe when you were younger and you auditioned, and then it became the piece
0: of it. Of course.
2: Are there any that were really bitter that you went on to be very successful or or, or really loved? About
0: bitter, I mean you can't you can't hang out in that bitter place Mm because it won't be any good
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for for things down the road. Oh, I was I was urban cowboy. Mm -hmm. I was going to be the urban cowboy, the John Travolta.
2: Right, sure. And what happened?
0: Houston, and and, uh, in fact, I even uh, read with uh, Deborah Winger Uh for it. You know, I already had the role. But then John Travolta decided he wanted to do it, you know, coming off of... uh, uh, Saturday Night Fever.
1: Dance movie he did, you know. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever.
0: And uh, uh, that was it. It was Paramount, and so that was it.
2: It's just—it's so ruthless, isn't it? You must have been this young, ambitious actor, and then you get this call. Sorry, you're out, kid. How do you be, handle that?
1: It has. It, yeah. Well, that's what
0: being an actor is. You just like uh, you know have your immense capacity for rejection.
2: Yeah. God damn. Would have been nice to be in big though, man. <laughs> it
1: <just, you> know. <laughs> <laughs> like For you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think you would have been great in it, too. Um, you're five out of eight, and we have two questions left, Dennis. We're going to build on that topic a little bit right there you were just talking about. you got to have thick skin, the journey of an actor. You're doing it now. You've been playing live for 20 years. The fall tour is coming out. Your ninth category really is... Good
0: at leading these segues into the questions. It's
2: yeah, great. I'm trying. I'm trying. you know, you got to have thick skin. Awards. Back uh, in 2003, you had come out with a film called Far From Heaven. You had a lot of juice about it. People thought the performance was incredible. It was. There was a lot of Oscar buzz. You did not get a nomination. Here's your question At the 2003 Oscars, who won for best supporting actor?
0: That's really good. That's excellent. What do you think? I was in the same room with them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: too. I can scan the room. Let me jog your memory.
2: So, other nominees who did not win, same category Ed Harris for The Hours, Paul Newman, Road to Perdition, John C. Riley in Chicago, and Christopher Walken in Catch Me If You Can, but they did not win. Do you remember who won? It was 2003, right? Yep. Yep. 2003 Oscars. It wasn't Jack Palance. Nope. Mm -hmm. Not Jack Palance for City Slickers, or Palance one arm push-ups this was going to be your Oscar and I remember this movie and I was rooting for you the performance was incredible and this guy took it
0: It, uh, let's see
2: want to ask the millennial
0: millennial doesn't know
2: those millennials love movies they love award shows they all live in LA who knows? You can take a flyer, or you can just say, "Screw it," go back to looking at your phone. I thought you would have said this immediately
0: because uh, it's this illumination. Uh, uh, it's the millennial, Laura. is yeah. the millennial out. No. This is the Laura Lifeline,
2: Laura. <laughs> it's fine. George Kittle asked his mom, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper, is that your answer? Did that come from you or did it come from Laura? Chris, Laura says Chris Cooper. By way of Laura through Dennis, was it Chris Cooper? Yes, Laura! All right! Wow,
1: way to
0: go. (laughs) Uh, Chris Cooper
2: won the Oscar for Adaptation.
0: Uh, (laughs) He won. That tells you how much disappointed I was I didn't get nominated, does not it?
2: Well... Or and does it? Listen, I, I read some quotes from
0: you after that, Dennis. It really means nothing at all. <laughs> Says You're the guy so full of shit.
2: I don't <laughs> believe you on this one. I think you put your heart and soul into that performance. It was a great role. You crushed it. You didn't even get bleep and nominated. And you said that you were devastated afterwards.
0: Do you remember that? Uh yeah, because we all went to this uh Newsweek had was doing this whole issue on the Oscars and they got all of the, who they, it was the like the Friday before the nominations were coming out. They got who they thought was going to be nominated sure. in the same room to do an <laughs> interview. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah, like a jerk. I went to it and then I wasn't nominated. I was the only one in that room that wasn't.
2: Do you remember, like, did you wake up early in the morning and find out when the nominations came out? Do you remember the moment you found out you weren't nominated? No, my And they just say, nope, didn't happen?
1: No, he said, oh, congratulations. Oh, you were nominated. I got good news, Quaid. You got stiffed. <laughs> they Whatever. went with
2: Paul Newman. Whatever. There's this thing, though. Look, I, I know that you're at peace and you're happy, and, and God bless you. You've been through enough years. Or, but there's still the competitive part. Dan Marino wanted a Super Bowl and he's universally respected. He never got it.
0: Never
1: do got you it.
2: still want that Oscar? You I must. That Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl, too. No,
0: of course not, says the guy who uh, never been nominated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, I think you're going to get it. Shorter. Of course. Yes. yes, of course. You have the speech plan and everything?
0: As long as I didn't have to do the whole like, junket that they do. I mean, it's like nonstop for two months. Also, people who, people who win Oscars, their careers seem to go like that for a while.
2: It does get kind of weird. The choices afterwards are really dissected and they're all over them. You once said, and I found this kind of heartbreaking, but I get it. You once said, the only real joy I got out of acting is when I'm on set. All the rest of it is a circus.
1: Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's uh,
0: the only joy you get out of it is actually doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. after that it's you know it's edited it's it's uh it's not yours anymore mm-hmm. and uh you know it's
0: reviewers reviewers or whatever and really the, the the only kind of like real joy you can ever expect is while you're doing it like mm-hmm. for instance, your show i mean the best time you have is when you're doing it and everything else is just like there's nothing real about anything else. No.
2: Plus, you got you to gotta do all this media, and you got people asking you about Chris Cooper and Spotted Dick, and it's just a total pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: Dennis, this last is, this question. This a pretty good time. This was worth doing American Underdog. Okay.
2: Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Six out of nine, you just passed Kirk Cousins, the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Six out of nine. Last question.
0: I'm trying to get close to Brett
2: Favre. Okay. Far, Farvra, Farvra was good. Farvra. Brett Farvra, <laughs> Favre, favor, they called him. You got
0: Mary, that's, that's the way his name was pronounced. Yeah. Rest, Brett Farvra.
2: You know what, Dennis, when he was on the show, I asked him, I'm like, how the hell did you get F-A-V-R-E into farv? And he said they have some um, Native American ancestry and they were all on peyote back in the day. And that's how it came out. That was his honest answer. <laughs>
1: okay. I still bad, got it. But okay. All right.
2: <laughs> All right, tenets, question number 10 is always an essay question. What does that mean? I have found a take or an opinion or a stance that you have taken or an expressed. I'm going to present it to you. And then the floor is yours to take five seconds or five minutes, whatever you want, to explain it to me why you believe that. If I'm compelled and convinced, you get the point and you get a 7 out of 10. If I'm not, you don't. And you get a 6 out of 10. Here's your essay, Dennis Quaid. Oh, you, that's awesome. call. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You said that your experience on the film The Parent Trap, you said that Lindsay Lohan was a savant, a pure talent who actually had you convinced that there were two of them. The floor is yours to back up that stance and explain why.
0: Go ahead. Well, she would be wearing the same... uh outfit, you know, or wardrobe every day. She's the most talented, she was I think she was 11 when I met her mm-hmm. and in her uh screen test and she's probably the most talented uh, 11-year-old I've ever met and she just it just rolled off her naturally like she was not even working and she'd never been to England and she comes out with this English accent that is like, you know, what part of London she's from, and not just you know England. It's just what part of London she's from, and then she's got this like regular kid, and uh, and it just got to be. I really thought there were two of them. In fact, <laughs> we did a a scene where they had one of those. They split the floor with the camera so that they could shoot it with one, and they'll put the other one in there, yeah. and it, they're perfectly matched and that's how they did it it was so good and uh, I didn't know if it was Hallie
1: or Annie I was that was not me acting are you Hallie? <laughs> are you Annie? I didn't know.
2: she was that magic that she made Dennis Quaid's head spin it's a beautiful story God bless Lindsay Lohan and God bless Dennis Quaid you get the point You finish with a 7 out of 10, which, by the way, Dennis, ties Brett Favre, You ties the man. um, How do you
0: feel? I think that he and I need a playoff. Ah, here we go. Yeah,
2: He's good in the playoffs. He's good. I know.
0: (laughs) But I'm the emperor of sports movies, as you've agreed upon. So, all right.
2: You're goddamn right. 7 out of 10 from the emperor of sports movies and a hell of a guy a hell of a rock and roll star too. One more time, Dennis Quaid is here.com. The first gig is October 30th. It's him jamming, guitar, piano, covers, originals. Go check this man out. Dennis, the last thing I need from you before I wish you a wonderful day, every single person ends 10 questions by calling out someone to come into the arena and trying to challenge their score, trying to beat your seven out of 10. What public figure would you like to look into the camera and call out to come in here and compete with your seven? well
0: we've already said that Brett Fudd uh uh uh-huh. yeah you want to yeah.
1: go mano a
0: well, mano with Brett Fudd we can do it on his home turf talk to him where, where is it alabama or i think it's mississippi where is that come on out here brett come on we'll we'll uh, we'll put on our bracelets that you know keep our body in motion and everything you can bring anything you want Just keep those hips going that arm going whatever I'll put mine around my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Bring all the copper bracelets you want. Yeah. You bring it on, man. I'm the copper king.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The emperor of sports movies and the copper king is Dennis Quaid. He is an awesome, awesome dude. Dennis, this was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seven out of 10 is nothing to sneeze at. Thank you for doing
0: it. I hope you had a blast. Like I did. We will see everybody next time on 10 questions. All the audience. I'm coming to your town. Come and see me. Uh, look on instagram or look anywhere for me to show up in your town you're guaranteed a good time and i still hold my money back guarantee if you don't have time. the man says he does whatever the audience wants
2: go out and see him go see a concert go see dennis quaid live it will kick ass money back guarantee and he's never right. done it because everybody has a good time dennis you're the man thank you so much
0: you I had a road really great guy.
2: This episode of 10 Questions was produced by Arjuna Ramgopal, Steve Allman, and Richie Bozek. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com.